listening to Transformative Coaching. This is Nina Madhok. Welcome to today's episode. Today's podcast is all about the importance of gaining an in-depth understanding of your own emotions. Let's begin by considering how well you understand the emotions that you face on a day-to-day basis. Take a moment to consider if you had to name how you are feeling at this exact moment Would you be able to articulate it clearly? Would you be able to find the right words to describe how you feel? Even before finding the right words, would you know how you feel? Just pause for a moment and describe to yourself how you're feeling right now. Just right now at this moment as you're listening to this podcast. Now consider the last time someone asked you how you were feeling, how did you respond? More often than not, we tend to respond with simple catchphrases like, I'm fine. But we never really pause to consider how we're actually feeling. Now on occasion, our emotions might completely overwhelm us. And at that moment, we're aware of some of our emotions. But are we aware of all of our emotions? Naming our emotions is the first step to being able to deal with them effectively and to actually go further and fulfill our needs. Often we'll casually label an emotion that we're feeling. I was so angry. That makes me really sad. I'm really upset right now. But if we incorrectly diagnose what our emotions are, it provokes an incorrect response in us. We may be feeling angry on the surface, but somewhere deep down we're feeling a lack of self-esteem or a sense of sadness or regret. If we only deal with the anger, then we'd be taking an entirely different approach than if we start to deal with the actual sadness that we're feeling underneath. Often we don't address our deeper emotions at all. There's several reasons why it can be difficult to actually name our emotions. Some of those are to do with societal constraints and and societal ways of being. Many of us are trained to suppress strong emotions. This might be familiar to you if you consider back to your childhood. Were you told that anger was a bad thing? Maybe you shouldn't yell or scream or express how you feel. So we learn that it's good to suppress our emotions. And slowly over time, we start to lose touch with it. And a little bit further, there are often organisational or societal rules against expressing emotions. When was the last time you heard someone at work in an open forum, perhaps in an open meeting, describe in depth how they were actually feeling? They might have articulated their thoughts, and perhaps even in considerable amounts of detail. But did they say or state how they were feeling? So many of us spend hours and hours out of our day in environments which really aren't very conducive to us expressing our emotions. And as a result, we tend to not really take the time out to consider how we're feeling. 
The third reason it can be difficult to name our emotions is because we didn't really learn a language and be able to accurately describe what we're feeling. I often get clients coming to me and describing situations in their life. And when I ask them how they feel, their response will be something like, I was really angry, why I felt guilty. And that may well be what they're feeling, but that Feeling can also hide deeper emotions. Recognising the underlying emotion can help us to understand what we really need. So let's take an example. Perhaps you're feeling guilty about not spending time with your parents or not being able to fulfil their needs. If you pause and take a moment, take some time out and go inside and explore. Explore the feeling Notice the sensations in your body. Notice what's underlying the emotion. When you go deeper, you might realize that perhaps in this case, there's a deeper need for a sense of self-worth. This was something one of my clients recently realized. Often we can feel guilty, but actually underneath that, we're really feeling a sense of a need to feel needed, a need to feel useful. And if we don't fulfill that need, then we start to have a crisis of confidence. Perhaps you may recognize this situation instead. You're feeling angry at a colleague at work. You're feeling really angry and you don't know how you want to respond. But actually inside, Somewhere deep down, hidden and suppressed, is a feeling of fear. Perhaps a fear of failure. A fear that you yourself might not be good enough. The deeper emotion can sometimes be much harder to face, which is why we cover it up. It can be harder to face because perhaps it raises core questions about parts of ourselves that we don't really want to face. Or it could force us into a situation where we have to ask questions about our lives that scare us. Such as how much contact do I really want to be having with my parents? Or am I really right for this job that I'm doing? So let's consider for a moment, how do we recognise the deeper emotions at play? And how do we separate out the different emotions when actually they all seem to combine into one great big lump? So there's several potential ways in which you can do this, but I'm going to give you four possible things to consider today. The first one is to begin by broadening your vocabulary with emotions. So if you're experiencing a strong emotion, take a moment to consider what to call it. And once you've labelled it, for example, anger, keep going. Keep going a little bit further and try to come up with two or more words that describe how you're feeling. You might be quite surprised at the breadth and variety of the emotions that you're feeling. Or perhaps you'll uncover a different emotion that was deeper. Start by actually just Googling a list, a vocab list of emotions so that you can begin to go beyond the obvious emotions that we use in day-to-day -day language. Next, 
Consider the intensity of the emotion that you're facing. So often we leap to quite extremes, like I was really angry or I was stressed, when actually we're not really feeling something quite so intense. So the next time you feel an emotion, describe it and then take a moment to scale it from 1 to 10, where 10 is the strongest of that emotion that you can ever imagine. And if you do number it something low, then consider whether the label that you've attached to it might change slightly. And you go from being angry to perhaps a little peeved, or perhaps just a little upset or a little frustrated. Does the scaling make you choose a different set of words? We often generalize also when it comes to other people's emotions. So I've heard people say things like, he's always angry with me. Is he always angry with you? Or is he sometimes angry, sometimes sad, sometimes frustrated? Recognizing the nuances in our emotions and other people's emotions mean that we can deal with them much more effectively rather than lumping it into one great big generalization that says he's always angry with me so I always need to respond in the same way. Recognizing the nuances gives us a broader toolkit to be able to play with. The third way in which you can deal with this is by asking questions and exploring. A common technique that is used in consulting is the five whys. So you ask a question, like profit is down in a company, and you start by asking, well, why is it down? And once you've identified the why is it down, so it's down because our sales are down. You continue by asking why once again. So why are sales down? Well, sales are down because less customers are interested in this particular product. And then you repeat all over again. Why are customers less interested in this product? Well, because they found another product that suits them much better. So you keep going and you keep going and you ask this five times. So it's called the five whys. You can do a similar thing with your emotions. Go digging, go exploring. So begin by the surface level emotion. How am I feeling? Why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling angry? Well, I'm feeling angry because something that that person did set off a trigger in me. So why did it set off a trigger in me? Well, because it made me feel insecure. Why did it make me feel insecure? So you can see using this process, you keep digging one layer at a time, like peeling back an onion. And as you dig, you go further and further to be able to get a clearer picture of how you're feeling. The fourth technique involves writing. Lots of studies have shown that there's a clear link between being able to process your emotions and writing about them. So actually, if you experience a very highly charged emotional situation and then you write about it, it gives you an outlet makes you pause and it gives you time to reflect on how you were feeling, what those feelings mean, and it gives you a chance to consider what you need. 
So you can take a, take a moment to consider this exercise, which you might want to incorporate into the coming week. Using a notebook or computer, write about one emotional experience that you've had in the past week. Now, it might have been a fleeting moment or it could be something that's been ongoing, but just a moment that you recall where you felt a strong emotion in the past week, either at work or at home or, or outside. It doesn't matter what the situation was. Now write about that situation. Take 15 minutes out to write about it in as much depth as you can. Don't worry about making it perfect or readable. No one else will see it. Go wherever your mind takes you. And whilst writing, consider some of the previous techniques that we've talked about today. So consider using broader vocab than you might otherwise use. Note down the intensity of the emotion that you're feeling and then try to dig into it and understand what's underlying that surface emotion. At the end of writing, you don't even have to save the document. The point of it is not to have a record but it's to be able to take that time out to write, that time out to explore how you're feeling and that time out to be able to just get those emotions out of you and onto the page. So why is all of this important in the first place? Well, once you understand what you're feeling, then you can begin to address your actual emotions and you can identify your needs better. Just having the right vocabulary and being able to dig in and recognize and become aware of our emotions allows us to see what the real issue is. It can take a messy, emotionally charged experience and make it much clearer. And with that clarity, we can find ways to address the actual problem. Conversely, there's also a high cost to avoiding our emotions. If you suppress your emotions, research shows that when you don't acknowledge it and instead you suppress and you don't address your emotions, you overall display a lower sense of well-being. And you might even face lots of physical symptoms like headaches, physical symptoms of stress. So addressing your emotions has all kinds of benefits and it gives you a route in to actually completely changing your experience in life.